0: The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au.
1: Okay, good evening everyone. It's nice to see a lot of people here tonight. It's not night, it's still
2: daytime. I got to stop saying tonight. It's good to see some old faces and there's some new faces around, which is quite nice as well. I've been away for a little while. Just for anybody that doesn't know who I am, my name is Ajahn Sadharo. I'm um, the resident uh, monastic here at the Buddha Loka Center. Um, and that's all you need to know about me. You don't need to know too much more. That'll do. Um, is there anybody that's new here tonight that has never done any meditation before? No, nobody's new. Everybody's an old hand. Everybody knows exactly what to do. Yeah, that's good. That means I don't have to say anything for another hour or so. I'll lead a a, bit of a guided meditation, though, um, just for anybody that might be new. Um, What we usually do is we usually sit for 45 minutes to an hour kind of thing, and then if you have any questions after that, you're more than welcome to ask. same with anybody online, hello anybody that's out there, out there in the ether kind of thing, uh, same kind of thing where uh, if you have any questions you can put them in the in the chat, live chat, yeah, you're more than welcome to ask any questions. So with that we might get started then, so if you'd like
1: to take a comfortable seat. <clears throat> Just sit in a position that's Nice and relaxed for you Could either be on the floor or could be on the chair Doesn't really matter as long as we try to Keep our back Reasonably straight. Gives us a sense of alertness. We can just start off by paying a general sense of awareness to our surroundings. You might hear the sounds in the room, the sound of my voice, sounds from outside. You might feel the temperature in the air or the play of light against your Closed eyelids can take stock of these external factors of simply sitting here in this moment. And we can also internally take note of what it is that we experience right now. Maybe the different sensations inside our body. This feeling of the body sitting here in space, making slight adjustments and movements. And you can also notice any kind of mental states that might be in the mind. Any kind of feelings of residual restlessness or even calm and preparation. The goal here is to just to simply notice whatever you experience as it is right now. And anchor yourself in the present. And you might start to notice a certain rhythm or sort of movement in your experience. The rhythm of the breath going in and going out. The continual pulse of your heartbeat. The shifting and changing sounds that are around you. The moving sensations throughout the body. See if you can notice this. Flux. A life force all around you at the moment. And see if you can find some place of stillness, some center within that. Maybe resting our awareness in a particular place, like on our breath or our sensations, or it may even just simply be the stillness and calmness of the mind while these things move through it. If you can find this place of stillness within this movement Awareness itself doesn't require you to do anything. So awareness already is. It's already still. It's already at ease. It's those things that arise within our awareness that cause the tension. stillness of awareness itself is already there we just have to notice what awareness actually is It's constant. That it sounds and thoughts and images just appear in it. They're not awareness itself. See if you can just step back from all these objects and just rest as this aware state. There's no need to do anything, it's already there. to find the boundaries of your awareness. Does it somehow stop at the top of your head or at the soles of your feet? Does awareness somehow stop at the outer layer of your skin? See if you can find any definable, concrete boundaries of where the world begins and your awareness stops Is there some sort of center? Your awareness, where does it emanate from? Where does it seem to stop? Investigate your experience. See if you can find either these boundaries or this center of awareness. last few minutes of the meditation and just start to gently come back into this embodied sense of being noticing the feeling of the body sitting here maybe some of the Stiffness or numbness, discomfort, the temperature, the feeling of the body breathing, slightly moving, and ground yourself again in this embodied state. Noticing the sounds and any remaining tension that you may have, you can take a few deep breaths and try to release any of that. Residual tension, and again, come back to your present experience just as it is, located within this body.
2: Usually, at the end of the meditation, you have to turn the lights on. You don't have to turn the lights on anymore. It's still bright.
1: (laughs) Anybody have anything come up in the course of the meditation? Any concerns? Any doubts? Any misunderstandings? anything you'd like to share? Nope. Okay, let's go home. Cool. (laughs) Anybody got any questions they'd like to ask? Or anything that's been coming up for them?
3: Anything on there, or?
1: Might as well start yeah. with it. Get the ball
3: rolling. The okay. synapses firing. <clears throat> I right, there's one online question, yeah. and it says, uh, "How to tell the difference between timeless peace, where time flashes by, and flashes by and sleep? How do you tell the difference between that?" Okay. Sorry, I'm can not, you repeat that for me? How do I tell the difference between timeless peace, where yeah. time flashes by? And sleep. So the difference uh, okay, between yeah, those yeah, two. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm I am not sure as I feel this beautiful peace, mm. but as time goes by so quickly, maybe I was actually sleeping.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's a um, it can be a hard one to discern in some in some instances. It might be it might be it might feel like you're very, very peaceful and there's this kind of you can you could say Disjoint from experience in some kind of way um, and that can actually feel timeless so you can have these experiences where the mind is really, really calm and you can sit there and sort of hours can go by and you don't even really notice it that much. Um, and in that there is this kind of enlivened nature of the mind. It's very bright. It's very... Um, there is this kind of settled awareness there that that is awake, um, but if you if you are sort of becoming very peaceful, but then it's becoming you could say more kind of uh, shallow and very very kind of you know uh, very kind of shallow. It might drop into sleep there, and it can feel sometimes a little bit analogous. Um, uh, to, to somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience between the two kinds of states. But there is a, there is a stark contrast there in that uh, state of sleep. When you've dropped into sleep, it will feel like something's sort of turned off. Something's gone for a minute. Um, whereas these states where the mind is very calm and you can sit there for, and, and it is that timeless kind of calm there is still an awake kind of nature to the the quality of that experience. Even though, even though there is this awake and alive quality of the experience, it's more about the perception of the passage of time that changes as opposed to the time changing because you're not conscious of time in that moment. So um, it's something that you will start to discern a little bit more as you can strengthen your mindfulness and keep it alive and awake in those times and you know that you will have to go through these these uh different kinds of experiences where sometimes you're becoming a lot more calm and you can you can and it can remain and you can stay in that as you said that timeless kind of peace but sometimes you'll just sort of drop off into sleep um so it's it's a matter of it's a matter of practicing a lot with it and examining the quality of the experience is, you know, as I said, is time passing by because something's shut off or is time passing by because your perception of time has actually changed. I think that's a, you know, it can be one way to actually think about it. Either way, either way, obviously the one you want to get to is that is alive and awake and your perception of time just becomes distorted. Uh, and you uh, and the kind of falling asleep one—that's that's not so great. But don't look at the look at them as either or, like one's bad, one's good. Um, it's already a good sign that you can make the mind so calm and so peaceful that it—you know—it it sort of it sort of drops off into sleep. That's a that's there's nothing really bad about that in any kind of way. It's a good sign. All it really means is is just that your mindfulness needs to be strengthened up a little bit. But so don't don't sort of take it of falling asleep again. It's it's actually good. You're actually learning to calm the mind down. So it's a good it's a good way station, it's a good sign. So yeah, but I, I say that's how you would mainly tell the difference between those things. So Yeah. Yeah. I can just also re- you can give him the mic or I can repeat it one or the other?
0: <laughs> um, my question is uh, Just something that came up Yep um, It's quite general I'm not sure if I'm going to articulate it properly That's but fine. uh But Do you Is there a It's Does compassion sort of come Like say passion for something right mm. Can it come from Like a A state of consciousness and calmness Or I've always felt it to be like Riding on waves of emotion that can sometimes feel that it's away from you know being in that calm conscious control because I yeah I guess the perception that I have is you know that consciousness and calmness is you know level and equanimous sort yep. of flat line whereas yep. things like passion or can can be bent more can be based on more emotion that goes in waves. Yep. Right. yep. Um, but can that sort of passion for for anything be yeah driven from consciousness as well so did you mean passion or compassion passion passion passion, passion. 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 and so what do you mean by like, passion as passion, in, is passion mean, for something amb- that's ambition yeah. yeah ambition for something or passion for something that you something anything you right. someone could be passionate about in their life yeah um, and wanting to commit to it could be a personal thing yeah. yep. to be the best yeah to do their best at that yeah but yeah, yeah, it's more. Is it? Can it be? Yeah, still driven from consciousness, and and and
2: and still give your best to it, or yeah, yeah. So is the question something like? Sense. Is the question something like? Is consciousness as it is? Is that always? You could say still and uh, uh, still and detached and removed mm. and equanimous at all times, or is it that? there is that state of consciousness and these desires arise and move within that. Is that, is that the, yeah, sort
0: of. And, but more so like, yeah, it's it's, it. Does it arise out of
2: that stillness or
0: is it, it, yeah. Can that, you know, that willingness to be the best and and do well at something, yeah. Still arise out of consciousness and that stillness or does it only, can it only really, yeah. Occur from that, those waves of yeah. uh, yeah. uncon- uncontrollable motions. Yep, I, th-
2: I think I understand what you're talking yeah. about now. So, um, obviously, this passion, this desire, it, it comes in many forms. There can be like a kind of wholesome kind of desire to do something good, you know, to... Fix something in the world, to change something, to to share something with somebody, to uh, do something beneficial, something moral, or something like that. Um, or it can be a kind of passion that is, in some way, sort of destructive. You know, there's a there's a passion that you know I want to get particular kinds of you know things just for myself. I want to be self-serving, or I want to um, I want to uh, you know achieve something in some kind of way. So there are these different kinds of passions you could say or um, passions or desires now it's less likely that the more wholesome ones will arise out of that calm it's more likely that these kinds of more you could say more altruistic kinds of desires or passions might arise from the, that calm state of, you know, where our consciousness is sort of like, uh, you've stepped back into consciousness and it is still, it's less likely that if the mind is still in that kind of way, uh, that the first sort of initial kinds of movements out of that will be like, let's, like, let's, I don't know, let's go drill for oil and chop down a tree or something like that, or throw rubbish on the ground or something. There is a bit more of an emotive state you could say these kind of positive or skillful emotive states that arise out of that that calm. So, generally, but and just and just to also to clarify that both states of these skillful or unskillful desires can arise out of the the incessant waviness, but uh, it's l- more likely that the more positive kinds of uh, passions will arise out of the calm. After after the karma of consciousness, than the unskillful kinds of passions that arise from that. Now, the to sort of hone down in that on in on that a little bit more. Um, there's this kind of assumption that some kind of some kind of goodness, some kind of compassion, some kind of very altruistic mind state is that mind state of uh consciousness as is that stillness of consciousness and i'm i'm not so sure about that and that sort of gets to something a little bit of what you said this state of this state of still consciousness is this kind of equanimous kind of still immovable kind of thing um so i'm not really sure if these kinds of wholesome wholesome emotions you could say arise uh uh at that same time, you might be in that state of stillness, but I think they can arise after. So the kind of the desires can arise after, but that doesn't mean the underlying phenomenological state is uh, uh, neutral in some kind of way. There is this kind of, there is this kind of, you, you could say, you know, joy, unity, elation, um, these kinds of. Feelings that sort of pervade it, but you can't really sort of identify them at that time of like, oh, that's joy. Oh, that's oh, that's joy. Now that's elation. Now that's happiness. It is just this kind of underlying, you could say it's a very, very positive uh, and even sometimes overwhelming emotional state that can arise from it. But again, it's, it's sort of not the state of stillness and consciousness itself. It's something that arises because of it. So I don't know if I'm going too far down the down the rabbit hole of that that kind of thing, but does that does that answer
1: the question in some kind of way? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah, just to, you know, just to summarise, generally the kind of passions that will arise out of that calmness are the usually more kind of wholesome kind of desires of okay, yeah, I should be more compassionate to people. I should be more. Oh, I should be more kind to people. Um those kinds of desires they are more the ones that arise after it as opposed to the as opposed to the okay, I'm gonna manipulate people and I yeah, work that out a lie to like, someone.
0: The reason I was asking is like, you know, I guess in that context a lot of people perceive I guess that idea of passion and energy is coming from a state of real like intensity and mm, mm, you know, mm, really yeah. high energy. But yeah, right, right. I was sort of looking at it more, you know, can consciousness and you know, that letting go, being detached. Yeah still it's still it's still almost yours even greater and and allows
2: yeah okay okay cool yeah so yeah that's a, i think that's a if i if i'm understanding it properly i think that's a little bit of a different kind of question as well yeah so i maybe maybe i didn't answer it so so well um and so you know can the so is the question something like can of positive desire arise from a state of equanimity yeah 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 correct yeah so i i think it can because there's a kind of there's a kind of seeing what's useful in the world that arises from that kind of clarity of equanimity if you're always getting pulled in some kind of way your your view or your inference of what the world is like is skewed to some kind of extent it's it's colored by the different emotions and all these kinds of things could be coloured in a bad way. It could be coloured in a good way. But essentially, it's coloured because we're sort of getting pulled around all over the place. But within that state of equanimity, there's a clarity that comes from that, and a clarity of knowing. Okay, these these are important things to actually go after. Um, again, things like being kind, being compassionate, being um, yeah. Uh, 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 Experiencing some sort of joy in the goodness of others, um, uh, uh, doing acts that benefit other people, there's a clarity that those things lead to more of these kinds of still and equanimous states. So they can those those desire those desires to do something good can arise out of that out of that equanimity. Um, But just to 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 really clarify, it's not like a one to one correlation kind of thing it's not like you'll get the economy it's like great now i'm now i have a strong desire to be compassionate at all times but it can it's it's more likely that it will sort of arise out of that so yeah does that make sense or yeah sense. Okay, cool
3: cool good question And mm-hmm. can take a uh, second online question yeah so this is hi Ajan. After a long day of work outside yep. and being quite exhausted, mm. how do I deal with nodding off during meditation? Once I get to a calm, peaceful state, just nod off. It's fine.
2: Like you're working outside all day. It's like it's hot. It's um, yeah. You, you know, like There is this kind of natural tendency of of look. You know, you're you're, you're physically you're physically very tired. So yeah, like nodding off a little bit is okay. Um you, you obviously, you you just don't want to make a kind of habit out of this thing. You don't want to make a habit of, you know, every, you know, I have a job that requires me to work outside every day. So every day when I come back to meditate, I sit and I start to nod off, you know, but, you know, every now and again, you're going to nod off and it's going to be sort of pretty normal. So, you know, the, the thing, you know, the thing that you can do, um, You know, if you are in that situation and it is sort of turning into a habit, you also have to. You also have to. um, One very practical thing is like look at just how you're sitting. Um, You know, are you sitting on like a nice, comfortable chair where everything's like cushy, and you've got the air conditioning on, and you've just had a shower, and everything's great, and I'm all clean and comfortable, and I'm leaning on some pillows and all (laughs) these things when I meditate. And if you're sitting like that, and you're sort of continuing to sit like that, like you're, you're probably going to fall asleep. Um, so there are just these simple things that you can do with your posture. You know, sit up straight. Don't try try not to lean on anything while you're meditating. Um, um, and even and even you can just do, uh, if it's becoming a real problem, you can even do things like standing meditation. You just, you know, you still stand there, you stand in a, in a nice uh, restrained kind of way, and you can sort of hold your hands there and just close your eyes and stand up for a little while if you are feeling sleepy and then sit back down again. So this... These these very kind of physical things that, that aren't really requiring you to exert too much energy because you've already spent expended a lot of energy during the day with your work can still be done, you know, simply just straightening the posture up or or, or standing up or something like that. Um but yeah, you know, you worked hard, you probably deserve to have a little have a little little kip, a little nap during the it's fine, so yeah. Anybody else? Any burning questions or just something you want to get off your chest? Uh, mind yeah, yeah, for
3: sure. Yeah, let's grab a So. I've been been reading, you know, past not re- super recently, but the Paley mm. Canon, mainly through yep. Bhikkhu Bodhi's translations. Nice, and nice. um good work. Yeah, most a lot of it um makes sense of course, but some bits I hear people say, you know, if it's something you just hear once it might not have been said yeah. Necessarily and this, uh, yeah, so there's just yeah, one thing I don't really get. Yeah. I just wouldn't mind an opinion on if yeah, that's cool. Sure. Yeah. So it's that bit where uh, where there's well will when they we've got arahants. It said that there can't be a lay Arahant and if someone
1: oh, yeah, lay person
3: yeah. becomes one yeah. he'll die within seven days, yeah, yeah, if yeah. He's not a doesn't become a part of the Sangha or something. Yeah. And um not that I doubt, you know, the Buddha, it's just yeah. you know, I'm just wondering how he gets from that state to that and if you've got any insight Yeah the what, what might have been behind him making that sort of a statement.
2: Yeah. So so I don't have a, 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 a like a like a perfect answer of like all oh, they're gonna you know you become an arahant and you you if you don't change your clothes you're gonna die kind of thing like you know I, I don't have a good a good answer to something like that. But the response that I've heard from from uh, a few like really good teachers is that if somebody was at the point where they they truly become an arahant, it's like there's in a way the uh the world sort of means nothing anymore in a way it's like you're not attached to anything in the world anymore so it's like well well there would be no real need for you to go well you know i need to you know i have to stay here and i have to be a layperson because you know i really want to drive a car or i really want to like do all these kinds of things so there is more of this aspect. If if somebody became an Arahant, it's just, it just would seem the obvious thing to do to spend the the, the rest of their lives in sort of calm abiding as, as a monastic. But I'm not sure that the person, you know, I'm not, like you, I'm not really sure if the person would actually die or something like that. A lot of the times when we have these things that are, you, you, there's these kind of euphemisms that you might hear in the suttas and like the way that it's translated now, it's like, you know, you, you know, you die kind of thing, but it could have, you know, could have meant something else at the time. It's a, like, it's not the greatest, it's not the greatest interpretation, but it's like, well, yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if the person would actually die. Um, but there is that kind of thing Well, you know, they they really just wouldn't want anything anymore in the world. So the sort of the decision to maybe become uh, a monastic or something like that would just be, you know would just be you know sort of the 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 obvious thing to do so i guess the but so the bottom again so look that's really the only sort of opinion and answer and it's, it's right. yeah it don't really have a great answer on it but it's it's you know that uh and uh i i sort of asked i asked the same question to someone and and um uh, a really good teacher at one stage and he he basically he gave me the same kind of answer that I gave you, and he, and he basically just said, "Well, just like try it out, see what happens, <laughs> like do it and see what happens." It's, it's like it's like you know, be a lay person, become an arahat, and then try it for seven days and see what happens. And if if you die, it's like, well, okay, right, cool, you're still an arahat, so it's fine. <laughs> no, no problem, no problem. Sorry, it's not a. Yeah, I just don't have a great answer to it. But yeah, Mm. anything else online, Richard? Or nope.
1: anybody else? All had enough. It's
2: hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. If you want,
4: I can. Um, yeah, for sure, no problem, no problem. Just while sort of, just like sitting and as the meditation starts to go on and you mm. know, mind starts to quiet, and I'm no longer really focusing on anything. It's more an open, slightly open, more open awareness and I'm yeah. just sort of noticing sensations as they come, you know, sounds or yep. warmth in this yep. <laughs> yep. Um But then I'll notice, I'll, I'll have like a low-level thought where I'll just, you know, notice, okay, well, that's warmth or yep. that's yeah, so I, forth. Yeah. Um, but then at some point I'll notice the mind will just kind of quiet Right. Then when I notice that, I'll then then notice that yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. an awareness, yeah. and yeah. then I kind of get back to that yep. square one again. So do you have any sort of thoughts around probably not just practice more, but yeah. when you get to that sort of trying not to notice that the mind has quiet, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a.
2: As it one, it's a good state that you're at. Like if you can sort of, if you can actually sit and just notice things that are coming and going in that state of more open awareness, it's um, it's it's quite a good practice to be able to do. Um, quite a relaxing practice. There's no sort of there's no sort of striving or effort or energy there, so it doesn't feel that kind of you know, tension or attention at that time. So it is a a good state to get into. Now, the thing that you want to notice about that is that uh, and you and you alluded to it as like i label this thing now when you label there's some sort of discursive uh, discursive thought in the mind that's actually language that's actually language noticing and it. oh it's warm so that is more of a thought that's not really noticing The noticing will just be sort of you will just notice this thing there's no need to interpret it in any kind of language in some kind of way it will just know that it's there's warmth there's warmth so if you notice there that the that the thoughts move into that kind of language territory or image image territory then you can sort of think well well you can sort of Notice it, it's like, well, you know, maybe that's not noticing, noticing. That is thought. Now, it's a thought of noticing something, but it's still actually just a thought. So if you can do that and sort of step back from that and, and again just say, well, that was a thought that wasn't really noticing, you can, you can either go one or two ways. things can go really still and really calm again, or you can just again, you can get into this kind of feedback loop of, uh, "Oh no, I'm thinking again. I'm thinking I'm thinking and thinking and thinking about thinking." So I'd notice the quality of your noticing, and this is something that, that can be, that can be a little bit because you can get tricked by it pretty easily if your mind isn't really still isn't isn't really calm if you're not in that kind of center place of there's an underlying calm there that isn't labeling that isn't noticing then you might just sort of sit and say like, oh there's a the sound there's the birds there's the, all these kinds of things but it still hasn't dropped to that level of calm that real level of calm where things just are um, so you know you can you can sort of alternate a little bit you can go into these kinds of open awareness kinds of practices and do these and again good thing to do but then you can sort of vacillate in your practice a little bit okay now I'm going to move back to more like developing a bit more of that calm and trying to trying to develop a bit more of that center or a bit more of that kind of stillness and concentration and and do that for a little while and when that sort of gathers back in and it, it gathers back into this place of stillness again and it actually is still and it is calm so okay just drop all that again and just let things be still, and then you can actually start to. You just yeah, a, a thought comes, and it's just, you just notice that it's a thought, or it's a, some sort of image, and you just notice the thing there, or you notice the temperature. So, you just have to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to conclude, so it, it, one, it's it's a good it's a good state to be at anyway. If you already sort of can find some kind of quiet, some kind of calm, and there is a bit of yeah it's a bit of linguistic thought and you're sort of chasing your tail a little bit and but then it drops back and forth between that that's a it's a good thing that's a good thing as it is already so you know I wouldn't worry about it too much but it this this next step that I sort of recommend it's just more of a next step down that you want to sort of be a little bit more aware of in that kind of process and if you can it's 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 it is quite um it is quite nice because you start to notice the the difference between Awareness itself, and just being aware of something, as opposed to interpreting what is arising within awareness.
4: Does that make sense? Or yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. And and would gathering that calm, so oscillating between those states, would that be, say, returning to noticing the breath, or would that picking something to sort of zero in on? Yeah, it could could be, could be whatever, whatever really sort of works for you. That actually, that you've
2: you know, historically, that you've found actually does calm your mind and drop it into that point of stillness or that point of um that point of calm so yeah it can be something like vacillating between you know just staying focused solely on the breath and then moving to more open practices um yeah so it could be could be something like that i think it's i think it's um one thing i try to emphasize quite a lot it's good to have a balanced practice Um, a lot of people get into this Ah, you know i just do vipassana or i do I just do open awareness, or I just do non dual awareness, or I just do this. It's like no, have a have a good have a good balance of many different kinds of practices, and and these will actually support you in. They'll support each other in different kinds of ways. So yeah, going back to something like the breath is, if that has worked for you before, then that's that's a good thing to do. Awesome, thank you.
3: Cool. Hi right, John, there's one more question if we've got.
2: Is it a question
3: about, like, what no, gets born think, after you die or something? It's, it's dependent. Is it's, it's, about. No, it's not. I think it's a good one to finish okay. on, actually. Okay. okay. Says Ajahn, um, can you advise on how to spread metta after meditation to people that I dislike?
2: Yeah. Um, so, again, spreading metta to people that you dislike um, it's not the easiest kind of first thing that you, uh, can do. You know, it is something that you have to build up to a little bit. You have to develop the capacity to give meta to, you know, people that you do like and also to the capacity to give meta to yourself as well before you can actually move on to people that you dislike. So I think it's a, you know, it's a gradual process. If you do find it hard to develop, um, uh, meta for people that you dislike, you know, you just gradually move up to that level of people that you do like, um, people that you have that you're grateful for in your life, and then you can start to move it onto more like neutral kind of people. And then, you know, when you start with people that you don't like, don't start with somebody that you really hate. Like, don't start there. Just start with somebody that just annoys you just like a little bit. Like, oh, this guy does this thing and it sort of annoys me. And see if you can develop meta for that person. You don't want to develop, you know, you don't want to start with somebody that is you know, just just awful to you in some kind of way. So, again, just gradually move up to it. And the more that you actually practice this, the, more, the easier it will be able to come to develop uh, kindness towards the people that you don't like. And... Something that gives that power, um, that gives you the power to do that is, you know, actually learning to make your mind more calm and developing these kinds of positive states uh, in the mind that has arisen from calm. If you can develop these, say, through watching the breath or something like that, then it does actually become easier for you to develop these positive qualities of meta and things like that towards other people after but if you're if you're sitting there the whole meditation it's like God, my legs are sore it's taking so long why is it so hot why is you know why is the baby crying next door and all these kinds of things and then you go okay i've had this like uncomfortable meditation and then it's like okay i'm going to try to develop meta for somebody that i don't like you're probably not going to be <laughs> be able to do it that well so Developing developing the calm and having a having you could say a calm and still um, and peaceful sit is actually beneficial to be able to uh, eventually develop uh, loving kindness towards people you don't like. Cool. So with that, we might call it a night. Is there anything to announce? Yes,
1: that's that's.
2: Is me again. So I've been away for a little while, and now you're going to get a, a, an, a, an overspill of me in some kind of way. I'm going to get saturated by me. But yeah, uh, just for anybody that didn't hear online, um, and if you're in Melbourne, we have the talk next Sunday, Sunday morning, and I will be giving that talk, and also be doing the next Monday evening meditation. And with that, that's about it. Okay. Yeah. Not not at the moment. I haven't I haven't really thought about it too much yet. I'm still sort of (laughs) jet-lagged. Okay, with that we'll say goodnight then.